What is it that we all love about cars? Is it the look? The sound? The drive? Well, the history of cars and stories of those cars are what draw me in. And in this week's podcast, we have a crossover with my dad's car. Andy and John are on to talk about their exciting past with cars and why they started the podcast in the first place. And a special Car of the Year shootout discussing what cars dominated the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and the 2000s. But let us know if you think we picked the wrong car for each year. I'd love to know what your thoughts were. And now, to the episode. You like cars, right? That's why you listen to this podcast. Well, I've got exciting news. The Ignition podcast is going in person. I'm creating a space for all of us to meet. I'm inviting guests, audience members, and business owners that I've had on the podcast. Now, if you want to meet some of the guests we've had, well, this is your chance. I want you to email me at harry to come to the event. It'll be on Friday the 6th of October from 6pm to 9pm. There'll be music, food, laughter, and most importantly, a quick explanation of what I plan for the future. So if you want to come and you're interested in knowing more, please shoot me an email. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. John, Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having us. There is a little question I like to start off with, and it is, well, on topic, but um, what ignited your passion for cars? Um, I'll jump in first. Um, For me, I think it's probably my dad, Mm. essentially. Um, I wouldn't say he was a petrol head, but he definitely had a liking for sort of nicer cars and stuff. So then over time, obviously, you know, being driven around in his car, you kind of get the flavour for it. And then that gets passed down to mm. older brothers. And then I think once they start getting stuff that you like, then you really get into it. Yeah, well, it's, it's nice to have that, isn't it? Because I, I, I I'm the oldest of three. So I, I was the one that had the obsession. Right. Um, <laughs> my dad's not really into cars. And so like, well, he's into cars, but he always used to say, oh, I had that when I was growing up. Or, you know, I had this. And he was like, he always wanted a 911. He always wanted a Defender. He still does. So, you know, <laughs> he's, he's getting there. But, um, but yeah, Andy, what was, what was your part they went um oh I like quite like these things um yeah again my dad's fault really my dad was um was a coach trimmer so he did car upholstery mm. so although I didn't grow up living with him I used to go up and see him every few weeks and that would be kind of the first thing we'd do we'd turn up at his place he lived in a flat above a, like a big workshop so yeah straight through his kind of small shop out the back see what cars they were go and have a play around with them and then yeah, you know, the weekends we'd kind of take the cars out to shows or whatever so mm. yeah all his fault Always full. What was those shows like for you? What do you remember the most of like sort of seeing them or liking about that? So yeah, we were going to classic car shows at the time. He had um he had a friend who lived in America who used to import um British cars and bikes mm. over and he'd store them, some of them at my dad's place. So kind of in return for storage, dad got to use them. So yeah, we'd go out to kind of events and mm. kind of show them or sometimes kind of yeah, once a year or whatever, you'd get a motorbike or a car for free as a bit of a payment. So um yeah, whatever was being sold, we'd potter around in. So it been, might be a Healy, it might be an Alpha Spider, that's some Fair Lady. So, um, yeah, those were the sort of things we were going to. But we did, we did went to Brands Hatch quite a lot as well. Yeah. So uh, I do enjoy Brands Hatch. Yeah. <laughs> Brands, and, and Lydon as well. My oh, dad yeah. was in Kent, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this is, a, again, the topic I like to talk about in the podcast, because it trying to show people, like, you know, what your upbringing was like. And to you guys at school, I mean, I know for me that School was, I had one mate who was into cars. That was it. So I, I couldn't, I didn't like football. Didn't really like rugby. And I had, I had cars. I really had, really had one friend that I could speak to and actually got along with. Um, so what was it like for you then growing up at school? What were your memories of that? And then and, and talking about cars and stuff. Yeah, well, I was, I was in a 
friendship group, I think, who were all into cars. We had mm. kind of micro machines was sort of big when I when I was little. Um, yeah, Lego cars. Every kind of exercise book I had from school has got a picture of cars draw, drawn on it. That was kind of as you do. That was yeah, that was how it was. I was flicking through. If yeah, if we went to a supermarket and like my mum said you can have a magazine, I was buying I was buying Volkswagen or kind of custom car magazine or car and car conversions, and that's basically just what I wanted to read. Mm. So yeah, I was kind of I, I was into football at the t- to be fair, kind of at school, but um, yeah, cars were better. Cars are better. What was, what was that like for you? Well, football dominated my um, childhood, and I think most of my mates were really sort of footy addicts. Um, so there wasn't really any petrol heads, so to speak, I don't think, in my school that I can remember. Um, I do remember having a lot of those matchbox type vehicles, though. And yeah. You used to get the F- mm. F1, Bar- is it the Barago? Borrego? So we had a load of those, um, which was good. But yeah, I think the football just overshadowed the cars, which is not great news for this co- podcast, is it? <laughs> <laughs> if I could talk to you about football, I would. <laughs> no, because it's one of those things where I, I used to play, like playing with cars as a kid would be, again, not Matchbox, but wherever I was bought, you know, Hot Wheels or yeah. these little die casts. I, would, I had a little, remember having a map of... Um, I don't know what road it was. It was one of those like plague carpets, and you used to park the cars in different houses. And I'd drive them one. Yeah. You'd, you'd go to the fake little car meets, or you'd, you'd yeah. have those things, and it's brilliant. You'd, you'd get lost in your imagination as a kid. And it's, I just think it's it's something that I, as an adult, I kind of want to get back into because you, you don't you lose it somewhere along the line. Mm. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I think my sort of school memories of cars would be my dad just dropping me there. Mm. Um, so we had like quite a large Mercedes, and people would often sort of see it and think, "Oh Christ." Must be doing all right, aren't you? But I mean, we we weren't sort of you know rolling in it. But back then, mm. as I've said on our podcast, those cars did stand out. You know, Mercedes weren't sort of as common as they are now. Mm. Um, so that was a nice feeling, sort of rocking around in that. I remember. Um, I don't know what it must be. It must have been probably ninety seven something like that when the PlayStation came out, mm. and we went to the video shop up the road and we hired a PlayStation for the weekend. And it had Gran Turismo, and that was like, <laughs> yes. Gold mine. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've lost kind of countless hours, days, years, etc. I've stopped buying PlayStations at PS2, because nah. I, basically I meant yeah. it was like, if I buy another PlayStation, my life's basically right off. So um, that's kind of where my Gran Turismo memories finish. But yeah, that's kind of a strong memory, kind of spending the weekend playing mm. with yeah, Gran Turismo and my brother. Yeah, mm. I can relate to that, certainly, yeah. And so, and guys, when it comes to like leaving school, then I mean, I know that when I left school, there wasn't a lot of options for me. Um, I, there was a guy in the year above who had a degree apprenticeship in JLR. That was great. I was like, cool, I'll do that. So I started applying for that. I done my levels. Halfway through doing my levels, the program was shut. I was like, great, okay, what do I do now? Went to the school. They were like, you have to find an apprenticeship. They couldn't help me with anything. Mm. I was like, I told them what I liked. I like cars. And as far as I was, I was concerned, just wanted to work in cars. And so, left school. Um, I was looking around and there's this thing called Tuna School Tuna School or Tuna in America which is something run by Hennessy and they had a 14 week course of 14 grand and I was like cool I'll get a job full time job I'll start saving up so I did that started saving up got to about 4 or 5 grand then the lockdown hit and then you're at that point you're like oh, what do I do this money I've just got I've saved up to do this thing in America I don't know when I'll be able to get over there <laughs> um, so I, I bought a mini and that, that cemented for me like you know Modifying cars, working with cars, it taught me so much. Like about what was going on. Mm. I mean, I don't have it now. It blew up. But for <laughs> <laughs> you guys, what was what were the options for you leaving school? What did you want to work for? What did you want to do for a living? Was it was it cars or was it something else? 
uh, I think I would have liked to have gone into cars 100%, but back then, like when you got your careers advice at 15, 16, it was all very much, well, certainly from Aria, we're a bit older than you. Mm. Um, it was rubbish, wasn't it? Well, it was all sort of, oh, you must go and work in an office and you must just wear slacks and a shirt for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and there was no real sort of push towards trades, I would say. Because um, I would love to mm. learn how to be a mechanic. I mean, obviously, I still could, but it becomes harder as you get older to go back into a trade, I think, because you'd have to give up a lot of time and hours, mm. you know, training. Um, so I think if I could do it second time around, I'd certainly look to get involved, even if it was like, you know, body shop work or yeah. anything that's kind of where you're around vehicles more. Um, but yeah, back in the day, it just wasn't wasn't a thing. It certainly wasn't for me anyway. I think, yeah, if you said you were into cars, that you could either be probably a car salesman or a mechanic or maybe spray cars. That was kind of it, wasn't it? And yeah. obviously what with what I do, kind of the marketing side of it and working for a parts supplier, you see a lot more kind of avenues where mm. there's a, a career which is hooked and hinged on vehicles or automotive, but actually isn't maybe getting your hands dirty under the bonnet. Yeah. But um, I think it was just... I wouldn't go as far as to say it's looked down on like going into being a mechanic as being a bit of a not a dead end thing. I mean, but it, well, I would say it's looked down by but, schools anyway. But. but people would say, oh, you know, there are better things you could sort of aspire to do. Um, the, the push was IT, wasn't it? When, yeah. when we left school, kind of late nineties, it was kind of business yeah. studies, like, yeah, computers, mm. internet, everyone clip art. Everyone's <laughs> got to be able to, to, yeah, make a bendy word on. Whatever. That's it what it might be different be at the schools that I went to now because they've got Rolls Royce factories on their doorstep. So there's probably a lot of opportunity for, you know, various sort of niche jobs mm. within there. Um, yeah, that's a great point. They're looking at what's around you as well, like not mm. just because I mean, even if I was 15, I looked at doing stuff in the closest places, catering, and like right. Surrey and the Maracar, and that's still an hour and a half away for me. Mm. There's no, there's no real car places in Kent. There's the, well, there's the old, you know, guy with a garage, or there's a restoration mm. which is great because I, I did work experience in a, in a um, Datsun restoration company which okay. is fantastic I love that and nice. it just you know but then again you know, like say I went to school and I told them about the work experience and they were like you could do more than mm. being a mechanic but I think it's just cool. schools have a way of going get into university that's what they push for mm. I mean, especially mine did it's like you need to get a degree I was like well I don't want to, I don't, don't want to go to university yeah. which kind of narrowed your options but what are you guys doing now and how, how are you enjoying it and are you finding that what you do now is kind of scratching that itch it's okay to talk, right? Well, Tacona is a brand that's changing mental health awareness. I have always been one that's found it hard to talk, and that my feelings, well, they weren't exactly best spoken. Once I found Tacona and learned more about what Lewis does, I was amazed that a clothing brand is making people aware just with one simple logo. If you see a Tacona t-shirt, a shirt, a cap, a hat, a sticker, whatever it is, you know that person knows. It's okay to talk. And because they want to help spread the message, Tacona is giving us 10% off. So if you listen to this podcast, in the show notes below will be a link to the website. And if you use code IGNITION10, you get 10% off store-wide products. So enjoy and enjoy the rest of the episode. So I work in uh, marketing now in for, yeah, for a car parts supplier. Um, so yeah, it has sort of graduated. I went from yeah wanting to be a car designer signing up for kind of like a mechanics course, which then became sort of a far more technical, theoretical mm. HND. So I got an HND in automotive engineering, but I came out kind of not really believing in that qualification to the point where, uh, yeah, I kind of understood how engines all went together and how to design them, but I couldn't actually perhaps put one together, yeah. which I kind of felt 
should be something I had. And um, yeah, worked through kind of healthwoods, went into sales, went into marketing. So that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, that that writing about vehicles, meeting people, chatting to people about vehicles is kind of that's sort of where I get a hit. And then obviously we started the podcast. I run a Porsche club. Yeah, I've got a, yeah. Num- a number of plates spinning to get that kind of that buzz. So. Where are you, John? What are you doing? I'm a gardener. Mm. Um, so yeah, basically I've started my own gardening business earlier this year um basically because i once i got fed up with working for other people but i think you get to a point in your life where you think if i don't try something off my own back now then time's ticking um and it, it gives me a lot of freedom in terms of you know being able to do school runs that sort of thing and i can clock on and off whenever i want and also can do the podcast with yeah. andy um so yeah timing wise that was actually great when Andy came up with the idea. Um, yeah, didn't didn't take a lot of thinking to sort of just jump in and, and go for it. Yeah, oh, I know that feeling because I was, I was twenty one <laughs> when I said I don't want to work with people anymore. Um, but now it's last year after lockdown. I was I think think about life and going, what's out there for me? No, I, I can't just work in hospitality for mm. my whole life. I could go become a trader, you know, as you said, like become a mechanic. But you know, like you say, you were, I was taught at school that you know life's more than that. Mm. And so I'm like, cool, I'll start a business. You know, this podcast hopefully will turn into that. Mm. And that's one of the things. But you guys mentioned your podcast, and that's kind of what we're here today to talk about. The two, and then we'll get into some sort of, you know, I'll, we'll, play, we'll play a game in a minute, but keep <laughs> <laughs> more bit bit fun for the listeners and the, and the viewers. But so, for you guys, what is the podcast? What are you trying to do? And just tell me a bit about, a bit about it. So, the podcast is called My Dad's Car. Um, yeah, we're very kind of clear it's not just about dad's cars. So, yeah, it can be mums, it can be grands, neighbours, mm. kind of, yeah, whatever, teachers. Um, it's basically sort of celebrating our sort of motoring memories, kind of for everyday motoring memories. It doesn't have to be your dad had a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari. It can be kind of the fact that yeah, you just used to go to school every day in a Ford Escort, but mm. it used to break down, or yeah, your mum smoked like a chimney or whatever it might be. And um, yeah, it's just all those little thing, the little stories, and just sort of unearthing those memories that people have potentially just put to the back of their mind. Obviously, then they come back out again, and we mm. see we have a chat about them. Sometimes, yeah, we have a bit of a laugh. Sometimes you can spin that and kind of take some reflection and go, "Oh, actually, how's that affect how I now do stuff?" So, one of the thoughts that I've had in kind of talking to people about their motoring memories is the fact that I've got two girls. I've got one who's five, one who's eight, and at some point, and maybe it's even been like their earliest memory has been and I've potentially had an influence on that like in 20 years time someone go what's your earliest memory of your dad and it might be me kind of taking them out in the car or it could be me coming home from work in absolute rage I don't really do that but (laughs) but I'm just shouting so I'm a bit more conscious as a parent Mm. to kind of try and make them have a better time because of doing this as well so um, yeah it's good been good fun and we met yeah some really interesting people Mm. and some yeah some really cool just everyday stories but stuff that I think yeah. one of the best things about it is the fact you don't have to be a full-on petrol head to, to come on no, and not speak you know you can yeah. what you're t- talking about isn't necessarily tuned right into cars it can be anything you know like we had someone like we do smells don't we yeah yeah or often a sort of strong thing in people's memories somebody's dad used to always carry a banana in their golf glove box didn't they <laughs> yeah so bananas for them when they smell it reminds them of of their dad's car so just funny little things like that i think is what make it really kind of interesting for us 
Yeah, because you can talk about you know the stats, the facts, the figures of a car mm. for only so long before you know you run outside stuff to say about because mm. oh the wheelbase yeah or well, you know had this engine and then the, you know they changed the chassis from this to that yeah you could go for a while but yeah. I'm not, no one's really that interested I mean you know it's the stories behind the cars and what the, mm. like the little they see the little nuances like the stuff you now think about your kids or you know that banana probably stunk but. <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> It was a new one every day. It wasn't the same, <laughs> it wasn't like the same <laughs> banana for 20 years or something. You know, if it gets a couple of days and it's like, what's that smell? And then yeah, yeah. it comes out. But oh, it was a good question for you guys and I have, what were your earliest memories of cars? It's a good It's a good question. I don't know exactly what the earliest memory is. For, is my car, yeah, my earliest car memory is. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, I've, got so, I've got so many of them, I don't know. You know where you... If you look through kind of photo albums and stuff, you yeah. start populating your own memory. Yeah, exactly. And I've got a lot of kind of car stuff in photo albums. But yeah, I don't know what the earliest one is. I know I shut my fingers in the boot of an E-Type and that really hurt as a kid. I was probably eight or so. That was that car was a left-hand drive as well. So I remember being in that one. My dad was driving on country lanes kind of thinking, oh, look, I'm driving because I'm on the right side, yeah. not the left side. <laughs> so... There's kind of, yeah, there's some memories there. Um, yeah, earliest. I remember also, yeah, we used to live, We I was born in Kent and we moved down south and I remember kind of travelling on the motorway, sort of M26, probably there's a, there's a bridge there and whenever we kind of went past that, that would be a case of kind of we're getting either near, closer to my dad's or closer to my nan's if we mm. were visiting my nan. So yeah, I remember that, but I don't know what vehicle that was in. Um, so considering I host a chat, a chat called My Dad's Podcast, or My Dad's Car, that was a really pants answer. <laughs> Such a hypocrite. put that in our terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> we are hypocrites. <laughs> Don't practice what preach. <laughs> it's true though, I think you're right about, you do see pictures of back in the day, and then you do sort of, that generates as to being your actual mm. real memories, and really they're not. Because um, yeah, I, I'm struggling to think as well. Um, of my earliest memory I, I guess it probably is like school favourite memory yeah. favourite memories I think earliest would be dad used to take us to this like local car gala yeah. which at the time seemed huge which I'm sure it was just you know like 100 cars in a field sort of thing um, so that was really cool there'd be I guess that would have been late 80s early 90s yeah. there'd be a range of sort of I don't know cars from the 50s to 80s I mm. guess Um and that was probably my first sort of dipping the toe in the water of getting the flavour for it as well, I think. And seeing that my dad was into it as well um, made it even more sort of enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I know that we've, we've covered pretty much, I think, as much as we can about like, introducing each other. But there is this, this game that I'll call it play. Um, and it is pretty much, it's, it's almost like top drums. I guess okay. we'll play... You know, pick a car from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, you don't have to do all of them, but mm-hmm. we can pick and choose depending on what you can come up with. Um, and then we'll just sort of just hash it out. You know, why, why, that, why that car? Why you think it's the best of the era? Um, and people, along, people that are listening at home can, you know, oh, you know, I like that one, I've done that one. Or well, actually, I would have picked this. I mean, Refer I'm, to my notes at this I was going to say at this point, I'm going to just look at my phone <laughs> and, we, and we'll just... Cool, so we'll start off with the 60s. Now, I'm going to let you guys go first. Um, what have you got? So, I've done two, two lists. So... Money, no object. Mm. I'm going to buy an E-Type because my dad had an E-Type when, yeah, when I was growing up. So we were talking about the um, the guy who used to import cars and bikes and stuff. He bought three E-Types over um, 
back in probably the yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Um, sold two of them and gave one of my, one to my dad as a bit of a payment. It was a complete basket case, like Flintstone floor and stuff. <laughs> and he got offered a bunch of money for it, went as it was, yeah. turned it down, restored it. It was Primrose Yellow, I've got a picture of it here. And um, yeah, then the classic car market crashed and basically sold it for what you could have bought. Oh, sold right. it for at the point when he had it. But yeah, loads of really good memories from that. So yeah, as a kid growing up, I kind of toy E-types, yeah. all in boxes. I didn't play with them. But yeah, that was kind of, yeah, that's that's the one for me. If, I, if I'm being slightly more sensible, I've got unfinished business with a Mini <laughs> and a Quilite like, like Beatles. So um, yeah, slightly more realistic. I've gone for, I've done the same two list as Andy. So a Money No Object and a sort of okay. yeah, realistic yeah. one. <laughs> uh, I've gone for an Aston DB5. Lovely. 60s. Um, because I just think the E-Type, not just because Andy chose it, but I always think it's just a bit of a... They're beautiful things, but you I don't know. better not drive through, through Italy, because we'll get caught by the mafia. It's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. You picked a mirror, we're stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought I'd go a little bit... I mean, it's not really a swerve away from the obvious, is it, a DB5? They're probably no. the two most iconic mm. 60s cars, would you say? Probably are, aren't they? Yeah, I guess so. Sports cars-wise, maybe. I don't yeah. know. 250 GTO Ferrari. But I think because it's got a roof as well. Practical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Helps riding down hills. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll and for it. the uh, slightly more realistic, I've gone for a Beetle, VW Beetle. I've always quite fancied one. Brother had one um, mm. years ago, which was mainly sort of primer in colour. But um, yeah, I think that's one of those cars that obviously it's slow, and but it's just like the smells and the noise and the. You're, you're right in there, aren't you? Rear engine. So if you ever get the chance of going to fast beat, all that is hilarious. <laughs> Being a few which have kind of got hot engines in, yeah, and there sounds quite very terrifying. Funny. It's gonna be yeah. scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. holding on to the tin at yeah. that point. Now I've got, I've got. Speaking of Beatles, I've gone for an R11. Okay. So the original sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's obviously the quintessential sports car. I just think you know, as as a, the car of the sixties, and it's not wasn't the best. If you don't get wrong, it's not the best R11. Mm. Not even the best, probably not the best sports car of the sixties. But for me, it was. Either that or a, or a three five six because I've just got an affinity with Porsches that I quite can't shake and I will. <laughs> I do. I blame my dad. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I've not picked. I've not picked two. But if I had to pick a second one, it'd be Mini. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. Cool, yeah, cool. Like John Cooper S sort of nine sixty five. Yeah, it's a decent cool. little garage we've got there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 A few quid's worth. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Right to so the seventies. What, what are we? What are we thinking? Uh, 9-11, 2.7 RS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get on well. Hey. <laughs> I'll get my coach, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've gone for a BMW M1. Ooh. Um, That's a wild card. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought, I sort of punched it into Google 70s mm. supercars. And I think that's the first M car. I know that's the first M car. Um, and I'm quite into M cars, the older ones anyway. I sort of lose track post 20 yeah 10 or something um and i think when it came out it was extremely expensive which made it hard for them to sell because obviously they were going up against you know the fuel crosses that yeah, as well yeah. and ferraris all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff so yeah i think that would be a and lord knows what they go for now probably a million or something but yeah that would be my, my yeah, choice yeah. Nice. I, think I, I think i had a skeletrix m1 as well um i don't know what Divisions they used to race in. Would it have been Le Mans? 
No. Yeah, they did them in for that, I think, yeah. yeah. I've seen it's some black, of them on it. black, gold um, yeah. bits on it, yeah. Like a fake John Player special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. John Player. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got two there for the 70s? Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, 70, I've gone from Mercedes SL, which is not affordable at all, actually, thinking about it. But well, I just yeah, think that's just a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. I've gone for Porsche 914. So, ah. yeah, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for those as well. Going back to my, my dad, so I remember him having a few of those in as a kid, like for yeah leather retrims, dashes, etc., and sitting in one of those kind of as a 10-year-old, 12-year-old or whatever. It's a bit like sitting in a Mini because... Their child size, yeah. So yeah, some nice memories there. So yeah, potentially one day, one day. And I think speaking of BMW, the three liter CSL I've gone for so nice. about Batman. Nice. I think that's that's yeah. of the seventies. That was my pick. Um, I was dumped. I'll think of a second one there on the, on the top of my head, but it's probably G wagon. Again, this is the first sort of okay. First, the first of its. Yeah, I could have gone Defender, but I think what Mercedes are doing at the time. And what it is now versus what the Land Rover is now. Hmm. You see the two different progression, progressions of it. It's like Brabus isn't really doing a Defender, mm. but they are doing a G Wagon. So I think, yeah, the uh, the 70s G Wagon. G Wagon styling has not really changed at all, is it? <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> well, any, on yeah, the face yeah, of, of course, it. yeah. The Defender's the Defender match. Designers on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, stretch. I do wish it'd be in WWE. Secretly done yeah. by Porsche, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's better than Porsche designing cars and people stealing their engines, but there we go. <laughs> one day I have to flip in, you know. But there we go. So the eighties, that's an interesting era. Ferrari F forty. So that was kind of the poster car for me. So yeah. Little models of them there, still in boxes, never been played with. Feel free to show the camera here. There we go. Over here. <laughs> Dusty box, slightly squashed because it's been in my loft, but um Yeah, the F forty was yeah. the was the poster car and yeah, I'm into Porsches now, but yeah, I wouldn't turn my eyes down. Definitely would I? <laughs> <laughs> There's something special about it, for you. There is. I went for a Porsche 959, um, which I think was sort of side by side with the Testarossa, wasn't it? In the um, sort of certainly the computer game era, I think. I think it's what it went up against, wasn't it? In like right, the old Grand Turismo, especially it was like this all about 959. Probably chase, before that, out, chase yeah, HQ, Outrun or Chase yeah, HQ, yeah, yeah, Outrun, yeah. yeah. I remember that yeah. car. Um, yeah, that would be my. I think as well when that came out, like the stats on it were quite insane. I, I don't know the numbers, but I think they were heading for 200 miles an hour. That yeah. was the, the, the race to 200, yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's when yeah, things were going car. sort of through the roof, yeah. That would be my nonsensible option. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't mention my sensible oh, yeah, Golf GTI. Golf GTI, that is sensible. Mark 1 and Mark 2 GTI. Nice. Yeah. This is, again, not a sensible option, but I've gone for a Mercedes S-Class 560. There's a hint of Mercedes coming through, isn't there? probably, yeah... That's probably 15, 20 grand for a really nice one, I suppose. But that kind of leans into the cars my dad had. Um, he had a lower spec one, but I think I'd go for one of those. Mm. Just poodle around. <laughs> Don't want to take it far across your phone. Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, it's not, I guess it's not, it's its own car in its own right, but I was going for the, the 80s, 18 van, GMC. Nice. Okay, yeah. Just because I have a massive, that film, not the original one, sadly, because I'm, young for that one but um, Mr T and that, that film that car I still have a little die cast model upstairs and it is my favourite van in the entire world and I thought if you put if you put what they did with the super van and, and you know the Ford, Ford did and put that in the GMC I think oh one hell of a car there and it's, it's on my dream build list of things to build is a super van GMC I think we saw one in the car park didn't we um, well that was in cash yeah possibly yeah 
Yeah, or even in the show, mm. maybe. There was an ace. Yeah, possibly. I'm sure we did see one. And then if I had to pick a second one, I mean, going off Ferrari, I mean, I couldn't touch. Um, <laughs> again, because I watch Wolf of Wall Street, it's possibly one of my favourite films. Right. Again, a lot of, I guess, a lot of my cars are picked from films because my dad was really into films. And they, maybe that's why, because the films we watch were like the Italian job growing up. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the uh, mirror rolling, rolling down a hill. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Right? And Minis is where yeah, yeah. Minis came from. Is that film? So yeah, it, it, film to me, I'm probably why, but yeah, that the 80s van and that Mini. Yeah. So the 90s. Put McLaren F1, I'm pretty sure that was 90s. <laughs> Yeah, you take yeah, yeah, you take them yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> That's a great choice. It was '93, was it? It had Corrado uh, wing mirrors. That was uh, no, that was '90s. So yeah, it, from a more sensible point of view, it's still probably going to cost me thirty grand. But nine six eight Club Sport. So I got given a nine six eight brochure when I was a kid. So I've kind of nursed that. I've got a nine four four currently. So I'm there. Mm. I'm halfway there. <laughs> but um, yeah. Do some body work to it. I mean, that. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, people have done it, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll wait and. I'm not in a rush. <laughs> All the time in the world. Yeah. Uh, my 90s car, I've gone for a Lancia Delta Integrale Evo 2. Evo 2, yeah. Which I think it's about 100 grand now, aren't they, for a good one? Yeah, probably a bit more, but yeah, um, definitely I think I just love to Practical drive one of those. Affordable. Yeah, affordable. small, easy to park. Hatchback, um, you know, you do shopping in it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Great choice. Um, and then sensible option, BMW M5, which is probably about... 15 grand I guess today mm. I had like 520 BMW 34s of the same era so it's kind of always my dream to have the the M version of that yeah. car that's nice oh, yeah. well my pick was the McLaren F1 so you've yeah we were in the same sort of <laughs> <laughs> wavelength and that's just because I know Mr Bean owned one yeah. I think the engineering in that car is exceptional and the engine as well and just the fact that it was fast and everything else for a good Good one, a bit too fast for Mr. Bean, wasn't it? I think you yeah, you crashed it twice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw something recently about that car. It's it's changed ownership now, but it's had like quite a story of... People owning it and crashing yeah, it. Yeah, being repaired, crashed, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the car, not the driver. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dodgy one from the, yeah. from the factory. And then a different, I guess, a more attainable one. The 90s. It's not attainable now, but I'm going to go GTR R34 V Spec 2. Nice. Gran yeah. Turismo. Gran Turismo, <laughs> Fast and Furious, again, films. Yeah. <laughs> I would have it in blue, not in silver, though, because I think the silver one kind of ruined. It's yeah, look at it blue. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. yeah, that colour. Well, then, well, I'm going to wrap the 2000s up with 2000s and 2010, so anything modern or 2000 plus. What have we got? Yeah, uh, 997 GT3 RS. So 911. I'd take a 996 GT3 RS. And yeah, for more attainable, um, nine, just Porsche 996. So yeah, Carrera 2 would, would do the job. For you need to yes. work, you need sub, for Porsche. Sub 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone out there from Porsche who's listening and uh, or watching, then yeah, I've got a little bit of time on that. <laughs> Try to squeeze you in. I've gone fairly obvious on the expensive one, Bugatti Veyron. Um, why not? Yeah, why not yeah, Chiron? I think if you're going to go big, you might as well just go that's true actually you can yeah. get that one can you yeah. um, and then affordable Golf R32 Mark 5 yeah always like the sound of them I think there's a bit of a theme in my a lot of my picks in that speed's not necessarily okay. number one thing mm. I just like the noise of cars and yeah mm. well speed's great but it can kill you noise can't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> it can definitely but it can't kill you you know I think for the 2000s I was like looking at sort of 
cars that I loved, you know, again, like playing Forza and stuff. So it was the Ferrari 458 Italia was my okay. pick for that, purely just because it was, you know, the last of the proper mid-engined V8 Ferraris and you were just, you know, the sound of that thing. Also, I love mm. the looks. It's better than the 488. I think the 488 looks disgusting compared <laughs> to it. Um, I don't know what they did to that car. And then the 296, I might as well just close my eyes and pretend it didn't happen. But, um, <laughs> now, if I was going to pick an affordable one, I would go back to having my R53, probably. Maybe maybe a bit modified and stuff, mm. but yeah, I don't think I'd need anything else than that. I do need speed, though, and that, that wine and that supercharger it just haunts me. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, no. Cool. I think it's a, a brilliant, brilliant choice of car. I think it's a nice, nice garage. If anyone does own one of those and, and wants to let us interview you, please do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'll be there in a heartbeat. But yeah, no. Cool. I think we, in terms of the... the I mean, don't know. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let the people pick who they think's best for what. <laughs> but I mean, out of okay, out of you guys have interest. What do we think for the sixties? What do we think? What was your pick again? My pick for the sixties was was the. Oh God, what did I say? It's obviously not memorable. No, he's not memorable. No, you've lost. No, I've lost. <laughs> well, you guys for it? <laughs> I think yeah, the Aston, the E Type are kind of yeah pretty much mm. side by side, aren't they? That. The Aston maybe are more iconic, perhaps just because it's um because of the James Bond yeah. reference. And you've got machine guns and an oil slick and an injector seat. Yeah. I think the Jag though is just such a for that to come along out of nowhere. And yeah, you can imagine at the time it was just yeah. blowing everyone away. That's it still does to this day. Cars, yeah. yeah. So you could nudge 150 mile an hour. I think you had to take the bumpers off to do it. But that was kind of yeah they claimed to fame at the time. No brakes. No brakes. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah. It probably would be the Jag, I guess, in my opinion, if we're going to go. See, I was going to go Jag as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's a great choice. I think mine was the Mini. But oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then all British little yeah. <laughs> British classics and the, and the Porsche. Yeah. But there we go. That's not. But then there's, there's better nine elevens than the uh, than the first one. They did a nine twelve, didn't they? The four cylinder. Yeah, ages ago. But who wants that? <laughs> there, there's a lot to be said for them, and because the four cylinder's about hundred kilos lighter than the six. Yeah. So although it's down on power, you up on weight. Mm. So um, there's a yeah, a company called Cam to look up who've done like a hot tuned one. It's about three hundred gram, okay. but it's all carbon bodied, four cylinder, and um, yeah, real kind of weapon. I think was it Tiger Porsche doing those as well? They've done six cylinder. I think I don't think they've done yeah. nine on two. Okay. But yeah, they're yeah, awesome place. I've been to Tiger. Really cool place. Yeah. Yeah. Very right, nice. So we'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick with the E type for the sixties, the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Was it for so, our reason? Uh, yeah, I was uh, 2.7 RS 911. Yeah. I went for a BMW M1. And 3 litre CSL. Wow. So, I mean, I'm going to mm. stick with mine in this one, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to uh, move over to yours, in okay. fairness. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's a nice nice BMW, so... And the M1, we, yeah, the M1 and the 3 litre cars, that was the beginning of M, wasn't it? That was the M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially motorsport itself. I'd put up with it. I'm not a huge BMW fan. But obviously, there's two of you watching <laughs> yeah. it and there's only one of me. So we'll just leave my, yeah, and my poor little 911 outside in the rain. <laughs> you can't beat an old Porsche, though, in fairness. No. I, I'm very relaxed about this choice. So <laughs> You've got more Porsches to pick, to be fair. There's a few more, yeah. <laughs> in this hypothetical garage. And we, we took your Jag as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, two to one. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it on, on, on the BMW, but for the 80s, then on my, my little van. I don't think we'll just You've got an 80s van. We'll yeah. ignore that. And then we'll, <laughs> you and I want an F40. I think F40's F40 gotta F40, be the yeah. one. Yeah, hands down, great pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got 90s then. Got McLaren F1. Oh, Lancia Delta. Lancia Delta. And then GTR. Depends how much Grand Turismo you guys played. <laughs> played quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, too much. But it's probably got to be the F1, isn't it? I'd say. For talking mm. top trumps. Yeah, so wait, it's a, wait it's still speed. an icon, isn't it? It was a game the changer. As well, yeah. I remember when it came out and um, Tiff Nadell was driving it uh, obviously at pace and it was just like you could you could visibly see that that is a very quick car on the screen like the way it's just sticking and yeah that was a special thing when it came out great noise as yeah. well mm. F40 it, it is yeah. cool cool right what was next in the 90s is it no, oh, no, oh we got yeah McCla- that was the F40 was, yeah, was the 80s yes it? Yeah. yeah I think I've skipped one yeah, 90s McLaren F1. Ooh, yeah, 90s McLaren F1, and then 2000s. We haven't done yet, have we? Inside the Veyron. Yeah, Veyron. Yeah, 997. Yeah. And, and then the 458. I'll be honest, I, having been into Ferraris as a kid, I couldn't pick a 458 out in a lineup. So I, I switched off pretty much mm. after the millennium with a lot of vehicles. Just, that's just, not before, to say... just before the LaFerrari, imagine, imagine a LaFerrari kind of squidged. Slightly. Where where is it off? On the hard shoulder. You've got an F. They're all on the hard shoulder. <laughs> Look for the oil. Yeah. <laughs> I think 2000. So you've got after Enzo. F430 so is the last one that I can kind of. So you've got the F430. The, the 345 was before the 430. Yeah. 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 So the 430 then is the 458. So you've got the. Oh, okay. Right. that. I think. Yeah. Because the F430 was a good car, wasn't well, it? The three, the 360 was By all accounts. 430. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. I think the 430 is very similar to the 360, isn't it? And then you've got yes. the 458 after the 430. So yeah, after the 430, you've got 458. Ferrari enthusiasts throwing things at the screen at this oh, stage. Oh, I've got it all wrong. Don't. <laughs> don't help me do it. But yeah, my neighbour has, I think he has a, he's a 430 challenge that he wheels out to race. Nice. And talk about things that make you want to love cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Just get him on your podcast. I should. I've got to just. Um, <laughs> I've got. I've got a problem with meeting people in person. There we go. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> cool. So two thousands then. Um, all the Ferraris out of it. I guess we'll go from the Veyron or the. Uh... I think the Veyron. Yeah. The, uh, uh, like the F- McLaren F one game yeah. changer, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It's a car of a generation. If you're gonna pick, yeah, if you're gonna pick, you're gonna pick the P one, the F one, the F one, the P one. Don't don't hurt me. Got um, <laughs> bigger Veyron. I think so. Yeah. I mean, what's the next thing? To do that, that's going to come along. And is there something in the pipeline? I don't know if there's the Cybertruck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Rimac can Rimac can get it fast enough, then yeah, I think it'll be what they what they got in there. Then Rimac Rimac owns Bugatti, so technically they're just cheating. If you ask me, buy buy out the people that are fast, then you and then steal their technology mm, and make yeah. them put your electric motor in it. <laughs> but there we go. That's uh, again, Matt Matty Rimac. If you want to come on the podcast, please do. Um, <laughs> It'd be great to have a conversation with you, uh, but yeah, no, that's a cool. That's a good mix. And um, just just to end it quickly, gents. I have five questions I ask everyone in the podcast. And so the first one is: What's your ultimate three car garage? It's gonna be quick, off the top of your head. Okay, E Type Mini, and yeah, nine six eight Club Sport, E forty six M three CSL, 
Merc W126 mm. S class of some variety. Um, maybe an R32 Golf, just to keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, E46 was close to making it to my 2000s choice, but Same. yeah, but there we go. Yeah, M3, but there we go. that's not a problem. Cool. Next question is: uh, You got one car driven on any road or track? Where would you go? What would you take? We can only do it once. Goodness. Um, yeah, wow. I'd like to drive Laguna Seca going back yeah. to Gran Turismo with the corkscrew mm. and stuff. So maybe we were, yeah, 997 GT3 RS Laguna Seca. Yeah. Very probably put up with doing that once and never doing it again. <laughs> you can drive some, the track afterwards, just not on that car. <laughs> yeah, some, and someone else's. They could buy the tyres. Has it got yeah. to be a track? Or yeah, a track it? or road, you can pick a driving road or a track. The Isle of Man looks Ooh. appealing. Um, and yeah, that M3 CSL would probably do the job. Yeah, yeah. I think if any of one, one other person say the RTC, I think it's a great choice because it's a massive loop. Mm. You get you quite a lot of road. I mean, a lot of people have said Nurburgring yeah. will, will be a classic Le Mans track, see that nice straight. But yeah, cool. Isle of Man in a catering would be pretty very, wouldn't mm. it? Potentially a one way ticket, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. If they do it on two wheels, you can do it on four wheels. Yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, the, 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 the third question is because this podcast is about you know, your career and your you know, your goals and what you what was possible with automotive motorsport. If you had unlimited time and money and, you know, this wasn't wasn't a problem, what would you do for a living? Oh my word. Um I would I'd do the podcast. I think that would be pretty fun. Would you pay me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think yeah, travel travelling around, gonna meet people. Some sort of yeah, pucker video setup like this one. Mm. Um, yeah, creating yeah. content, meeting people. That's great. Would be, I I couldn't do not working. That would just drive me no. insane. It's, it's it's quoted by some people get dementia. It's because they don't work. They're not working the brain, and so therefore mm. we just sit there numbing yourself out all day. Mm. Yeah. What would you do, John? Would you do the same thing? Yeah, that would be great. I wouldn't wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I don't know, it's not really something I've ever thought about. I guess it'd be good to try and give something back, like help people mm. that maybe are underprivileged or something. Maybe the careers thing would be interesting, like trying to help develop people's yeah. choices mm. into careers that might not necessarily be quite so obvious to them. Because that's an issue that I, well, I think we both face really from yeah. our era. It might be different now, I don't know. It's not. <laughs> well, I don't know. It might have changed in the last five years that I've not been to school. But no, that's why, again, that's why I started the podcast was to, you know, especially for automotive because there's not a lot of help. You know, you have to know mm. someone or you have to be in a race team or your dad has to be rich or you, you have to live in Warwick or Oxfordshire mm. if you want a chance mm. of getting. That's why that's why this podcast exists is to show the opportunities for people and what, what is out there and how you can do it by telling people stories. Either yeah. that or a job on bangers and cash would be good. <laughs> I think they've got a great job going to look at barn finds and, yeah, that's brilliant. and then selling them. You can follow Johnny Smith around. Yeah. <laughs> then buy the car. That's true. <laughs> cool. Um, and then the fourth question is, the advice you'd give to someone that wants to pursue someone with a passion or the younger you, whichever one you pick. So, yeah, I, I, obviously working in marketing and stuff, I had the privilege of going to quite a few different conferences. One of the ones which... Um, I watched, I can't remember who said it was, um, yeah, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm. So basically do that and then 
obviously then just apply that to whatever it is and go, well, yeah, why should you fail? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just chase it and you'll make it happen eventually. Right. Um, yeah, similar to Andy, really. I think you need to try and, if you've got kind of a goal that you've got, I think you need to try and not think about the things that could go wrong. Not to the point where, you know, you shouldn't consider all of the yeah. pitfalls, but I think a lot of the time if someone's got an idea or a, maybe a dream sort of job they want to start doing, you often sort of tell yourself, oh, it's not going to work because of this and this and this. Whereas in reality, I think you just need to do it. Yeah. And go for it. Great. And the last question is, what do you love most about cars? I think, yeah, I guess the people that you meet through it. It's probably the, the biggest thing. There's a practicality, which is it can get you from A to B. Mm. But, um, yeah, there's so much kind of expression through vehicles for your personality and kind of your interests, but also, yeah, mm. the amount of people you can meet because of that hobby. Yeah. No, I echo that as well. I think, you know, I could have a guy servicing my boiler in my house and then get into the conversation about cars. Or you might see what car I've got in my drive and then mm. before you know it, yeah, you're well away with a subject that <laughs> you didn't realise that it was going to happen at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Well, guys, thank you for coming down. Appreciate it. So, thanks for Pleasure. Having been, yeah, it's been great to get, learn a bit more about your, your story and why the podcast starts. Thank you. Thank you to each and everyone who watches, listens and shares this podcast. Without you and your support, we wouldn't have made it into the top 15 best car podcasts to listen to worldwide. So, if you haven't already, please rate the podcast on this app. And if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, give it a review and let me know what you think. Again, thank you. And without your continued support, I wouldn't still be doing this. Now, back to past me.